This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. It's been a while. Back up at school, finally got settled in. Let's do a podcast. We got, so pretty much, hasn't been a lot going on in basketball recently. I mean, obviously, I mean, football's getting ready to start. Um, Everyone I know is talking to me about their fantasy drafts, so I got one coming up this weekend. And, um, but you know, this is a basketball podcast, so sticking with that, I have been watching the, the, I think it's called Legacy on Hulu. It's about the story of the LA Lakers. And um, once that ends, I'm going to do a review on it because I have some things to say about now, but then again, I don't know if they will include the stuff that I have that I have gripes with later on. So I'm going to leave it for now, but inspired this week's episode of doing like going back to the all-time teams, going to do Lakers. We're going to do an all-time Lakers team and then all prime Lakers. And I had to switch it up a little bit this week for the all prime, but um, we'll get there when we get there. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay. So for the all-time Lakers team, um, it's tough. It's really tough guys. I mean, this is what it's going to be. I know it's going to be the same when I get to the Celtics, but it is just incredibly hard to take people off of a list so extensive. And now I like, I understand because there was a episode of open court. That's one. It was one of my favorite shows when I was around 10 or 12 and forward. Um, they're talking about the NBA, 50 team where they have 50, 50th anniversary. They picked 50 players. Here's your NBA 50th anniversary team. Kind of like what we did for the 75th anniversary, except they actually did have 50 people. And um, open court, they're talking about the next 10. Who would you put on next? And they're like, who who got snubbed? And it's like, and Reggie Miller said, it's tough because how all these guys are in the Hall of Fame. How can you take a Hall of Famer off of a list like this? And... It's the same with this. I mean, all these guys, if they're not, they're going to be Hall of Famers. And, um, yeah, it's very tough. So, um, went ahead. I did the best I could with the list. And I watched some highlights of their Laker days. So, um, be able to get some context. So, starting out, I mean, point guard, who else are you going to have? A Magic Johnson. I was talking about this a couple weeks ago with some people when on Twitter, Everyone was celebrating Magic's birthday, and um, all that people were doing was posting highlights. And I just, I was telling people, it's like I'm, I've seen these highlights a hundred million times. Like I've seen them as much as anyone, and it still amazes me every single time. The no look pass is just the amount of force behind the pass too. He's throwing like baseball like that high speed velocity passes with a basketball. It's just incredible to watch. And um, someone who, again, we've talked about 1980, he's a rookie. Kareem goes down with an injury. He jumps at center. And uh, I noticed um, he lost the tip. I'm pretty sure. So, I don't so anyway, he jumps at center, which, and even though he's six foot nine, it, people are still, I mean, it's a legacy thing. I get it. 
but it's just like I mean, he's six foot nine. Like a center was around six foot nine then. Like Bill Russell was six foot nine. He played center his whole career, but um, he jumps center, uh, plays forward and guard, guards one through five basically, and um, I mean it's magic. What do you want me to say? I mean we talked about it with Bird. And Magic, they saved basketball. Basketball isn't what it is today without them. The NBA does not really exist. Or if it did, it doesn't exist the way it does. Um, it's just magic. What else do you want me to say? <laughs> no question. And, um, yeah, and the whole Legacy documentary did a really good job at covering Magic and... um so far, I've, we just, well, I won't spoil it. Well, whatever. It's the history of the Lakers, so it should be known. But um, it just got to the point where Magic has just retired because of HIV. And um, I'm interested to see what they will do with him coming back. Because everyone remembers the All-Star game. But few people don't know that, you know, when Magic came back to play, and they also, well, they also know the Dream Team, the All-Star game. But when he came out to coach, it was – disaster is a light word for, for what happened there. And, um, yeah, so we'll see with that. But, I mean, Magic Johnson, all-time Lakers point guard, no question. Shooting guard, had to go Kobe. I mean, what do you want me to say? Kobe? No Kobe? I mean um, – Someone who, if Michael Jordan didn't exist, sure, a lot of people argue, well, if Michael Jordan doesn't exist, Kobe doesn't exist. But for someone who played so much like Jordan to where if Jordan just somehow was erased from all basketball history, Kobe is there as just someone. You probably consider him the greatest if Jordan isn't around just because that's that's his career is a replication of, of Jordan and his whole career just chasing Michael's ghost with the six rings just didn't work out. But the way that Kobe did it, that everyone says that he won three with Shaq and the Shaq part is a big part of it, which may be true. I mean, he was very young at that point. But then eight years later, going in, who really, I mean, Lamar Odom, Pau Gasol, Ron Artest, who then... Then our tests would then go to Metal World Peace. Um, Andrew Bynum. It's like this team, like Sasha Vujovic, Luke Walton, uh, Shannon Brown, I think was on those teams. Um, it's a team that you really look at and you're like, man, um, I don't really know if this team should be in the finals. And you could probably look over at the Magic and say the same thing when they had Dwight Howard and, I mean, Jameer Nelson was really good at that point. I think a lot of people were like, man, Jameer Nelson's going to take the next step. Um, he didn't. But for that, like those Lakers teams to come back after losing in 2008 to the Celtics, going back-to-back, and then Kobe being asked after fifth championship, so how's it feel, Kobe? He's like, got one more in check. So is was Kobe petty? Yes. Was he someone to where he felt like uber important to a point where it 
was almost detrimental to a team and it was detrimental at points. Yes. Um, is there a soft spot because he's played with the Lakers his whole career, even though he requested a trade and he almost went to Chicago. Um, just all those things. But I mean, Kobe, he averaged 50 points for a month for a reason. He scored 81 points in a game. Like, the closest anyone has come close is, I think it was Devin Booker. He had 70. This is a few years ago. And, and the influence that Kobe has on this generation of basketball players is insane. And it's to a point where, you know, a lot of people start clowning on it. Like, Jason Tatum texting Kobe for the finals, hey, I got you today, and then losing. Um. But it's still the amount of, because like Jordan, sure, he influenced Kobe. And a lot of people looked up to Jordan, but like Kobe cared with a sense of like really taking initiative on passing it on. And, um, you know, obviously, unfortunate what happened to him, gone way too soon. Um, we were seeing, we were going to see Kobe in a light that we just hadn't seen before with almost, almost like, well, obviously we're going to see him become, be a, a father for like really committed to being a father, just like enough, no other, um, no basketball, no nothing, nothing standing in the way of him being a father. And, I mean, he was for four years. I mean, we saw them at the Nets game, him and Gigi. But um, we were going to see all the influence that he had on this generation, like, in first person. Not just being like, oh, man, that reminds me of Joseph Kobe. Like, Kobe would be in the stands, and then you would be like, man, that's what Kobe would have done. But um, just unfortunate. And uh, no... No question, Kobe is the starting shooting guard in this team. Next up, Elgin Baylor. Someone who, and I've talked about him when he died. Um, someone who goes way too underrated. Like, really, the f- one of the first guys to play above the rim. Like, you don't see guys like David Thompson or even Julius or Michael Jordan. You don't really see them. If Elgin Baylor wasn't around, it would have come around eventually. But, I mean, for him at that point in his career in the the 50s and 60s to play above the rim like he did, incredible. And, I mean, he held a record for most playoff points for years until Jordan came along. He had 61 in a playoff game. And, of course, Jordan torches the Celtics for 63. But Elgin is one of those players where – and if you go back in my Twitter, I'm not, you don't have to. You can also just look up the highlights of Elgin Baylor. Um, incredible athlete for that time. Just, he went above and beyond. And he's someone who's considered a top 10 small forward and a top 10 power forward in uh, Sports Illustrated's top 10 lists. Like, not many people do top 10 in two positions. Well, Elgin did it, and he was exceptional when he played. So, for me, 
I know people are going to argue LeBron, like, but it's just, I understand LeBron brought a championship to LA. I get it. Elgin was technically on the roster for a championship team, but he had retired. He had announced his retirement after, before they won it. But it's just, Elgin was incredible. LeBron, and I'm not a LeBron hater per se, but when I think of an all-time Lakers team, LeBron is just isn't there yet. He has a few more years to get up there, and you'll see where he is on this list. It's not like he's off the list, but to me, I just find Elgin Baylor a more um, perfect representation of what the Lakers are. And for that, um, yeah, I just had to put him in small forward. No question to me. To me, but, you know, other people will disagree. Power forward. Not a lot of power forwards. I was watching a video, uh, Bill Simmons doing a wine bottle team for the Lakers. And the, the amount of power forwards are slim to none in terms of greatness. And um, to me, I've just I put Anthony Davis. Um, Pau Gasol is another one where you could you really consider putting him in there. But um, to me, Anthony Davis, I mean, he's considered one of the best power forwards ever. I mean, if he didn't have to deal with injuries and also. Some Bill Simmons said he's like, I mean, I don't know, play more, play 65 games once. And then he can, he said he would consider putting him on on this list. But to me, it's just, it's AD. He, he was insane in the bubble. And I don't care what people say, putting asterisks on anything. People have been putting asterisks on stuff for decades. I mean, the 1999 Spurs, you think they should have an asterisk? It was a lockout year. 2010, you think that should have an asterisk? It's a lockout year. Just who cares? They won a championship. And honestly, I know they don't have to travel as far, but not being with their families as like at all during that point is incredibly difficult to be isolated, as we all found out. Um, there's some dark stuff that goes on in your head when you're alone. And for these guys to be isolated, I mean, yeah, they had the team. I mean, when you go to bed at night or you're waking up, you're just not around the team. And having someone in a room with you is a huge difference in that. And Anthony Davis took advantage of it, and he just ran with it. I mean... Call, like hitting all the big shots, just unbelievable play. To me, like that solidified him as a power forward on his team. Center. To me, this was very obvious. Like I didn't even think, like no secondary thought. Be like, well, maybe, you know, like no second guess. Just this is what I knew was going to happen. To me, I put Kareem, all-time leading scorer, six MVPs, and just took it and ran when he came to L.A. I mean, L.A., they were doing all right. 
Um, Kareem comes in. He's, you know, he gets along fairly well. Magic Johnson comes in. I mean, anytime you get a transcendent point guard, um, <laughs> Kareem thrived. And he w- he played until he was 42, I believe. Like, I don't think I'm BSing on that. But he played from 69 to, hang on, I, I got to make sure here. So in Kareem, played until he's 41, 69-70 to 88-89. All while the Lisa he ever averaged was that final year with 10.1 points per game. 10 points a game at 41? And having the most unstoppable shot that anyone has ever seen in the skyhook? To me, is no contest. Yeah, I get it. Shaq was huge on those 2000 that, uh, Kobe era three-peat. But, come on, Kareem. Even Shaq will tell you Kareem was better. I, I That's truly what I believe. I don't think Shaq would argue with you if you say Kareem is a better center. Because, like, Kareem, I mean, he... People think he'd get pushed around because of how skinny he was. But um, I know I've talked <laughs> about this before. Every time I I have to, every time I think of it, I have to mention it. Um, there's a video where Kent Benson, who went to IU, was a number one overall pick. Complete bust. Just no question about it. He's a bust. He's playing with the Bucks. Kareem is guarding him. No, Kareem's on offense, and Kim Benson gives him, like, a nice shot to the ribs, just an elbow to the ribs. And Kareem, he, like, bends over for a second and then just socks him right in the mouth. It, like, it's, you know, as a Purdue fan, don't I don't really want to encourage violence, but, my God, that's so gratifying to watch. And, um... Kareem's Kareem, man. What do you want me to say? He's all-time leading scorer. You want to hear his entire resume? Let's go through it. Hall of Fame, 19-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, four-time block champ, one-time rebound champ, um, six-time champ, 15-time All-NBA, All-Defensive 11-times, all-rookie and rookie of the year, two-time finals MVP, six-time MVP, and the NBA 75th team. All with only two franchises. Now, I understand, like, Kobe and Magic, they're one franchise. Elgin's one franchise, but, I mean, Kareem just, I mean, all that. And he came to Lakers in 75. (laughs) You know, just... Incredible, and Kareem is probably my favorite player of all time just because I don't know why. I think I just wanted to be different, I guess. So when people would ask me, hey, who's the best player? I'd be like, oh, Kareem. Because, I mean, the scoring, can't really argue with it, but also just the championship prowess of an entire career, not just NBA. He also played for Wooden, which is big for me. But, um, yeah. For me, it was Kareem. To me, it was no contest, but again, 
People will put in Shaq. People will put in probably Wilt. But, um, and even if you're really old school, you're putting George Mikan. And I think either one of them, you're entitled to it, honestly. They're all great. But yeah, to me, Kareem, end of story. Six man. I went with LeBron. I don't think there's a better six man in the history of the game than LeBron James, honestly. But, um,. He's been around, he's been in L.A. since 2018. The first year, they were looking good. Then on Christmas Day, he, uh, uh, someone was groin. He t- I think he uh, pulled his groin. Was out for the rest of the season, season's a wash. Um, 2019. No, wait a minute. So he came in, yeah. Then the next year, they did all right, but not that big of a, well, that was 1920 where they won a championship. Then 2020, 2021 comes around and, you know, they be, they're a seventh seed. AD's hurt a lot of the year. I think LeBron was hurt every off and on. But um, seventh seed loses Suns first round, who end up going to comp who end up going to the finals. Then last year happens, and you're just like, I don't understand what's going on. LeBron's still great, trust me on that. But people need to have help. Like, that's been eminent throughout all championships. People need help. Superstars need a really good second guy. Jordan had Pippen and... Even with that, Jordan was still passing to other guys. Um, Kobe had Shaq, or Shaq had Kobe, whatever you want to look at it. Dwayne Wade had Shaq. Um, everyone was just doing really good. But everyone needs a second guy. And LeBron just hasn't had it recently. And, um, yeah, it's tough. But LeBron's a six man. I don't think anyone will complain with that. For for number seven spot, I'd go with Jerry West. I mean, who else are you gonna go with? It's the logo. What are you talking about? But um, Jerry's is someone who he goes underrated because of losing all those championships, and I just find that so wrong. And um. I've we've talked about rings culture before how it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But everyone just like, oh yeah, Jerry West, I mean, he was he was alright, but I mean he didn't win a championship. Dude, the NBA logo on your shirt right now is Jerry West. Like, I do do you understand that? It's not like it's a myth or anything, like, oh, you know, that's probably Jerry West. No, it's been confirmed like over and over again, it's Jerry West. Now, Jerry will tell you, well, I don't think I should be the logo. In which, yeah, everyone would say that. If you're the logo for an organization as big as the NBA, you'd be like, yeah, I don't really deserve that. This is being humble about stuff. I mean, clearly. But it's just like everything that you focus on with these guys would be like, oh, you know, Jerry West, isn't that good? It's like everything that like you cover or you focus on in your podcasts or – your videos, like, if you show an NBA logo, you 
have Jerry West as a top player. Like this is doesn't make sense to me. So Jerry as a backup point guard. I mean, come on. That's incredible. Number eight. Here's where Shaq comes in. Other, well, I can't say other than, along with Will, are two of the most overpowering people to ever pick up a basketball. You can throw Giannis in there a little bit. I think that he still needs a few more um, accolades in terms of like what he does in the playoffs. Then Giannis can go in there. But the two you think of immediately is Wilt and Shaq. And Shaq was Shaq was no excuse. I mean, like Will, people were like, well, you know, like people, well, you know, like everyone was around six ten or something like that. Um, probably not that strong, in which I mean there's arguments that um there's evidence that refutes that. But um Shaq, it was no excuse. I mean, like he was playing against some of the best centers of all time. And dominating night in, night out. Now, there's some points where Shaq didn't care as much, and I get it. But, like, say if you put him in a tournament, like, say that all these all-time teams are going to go into a tournament. Hey, we're going to decide who is the best team of all time. Let's figure it out. And, you know, Shaq would have to choose between Magic and the Lakers. I would pick Lakers if I was him, (laughs) but... um. Yeah, Shaq would go off in a league like this. So, yeah, I had Shaq. Some people might start him, like I said. But Kareem has a sky hook. He gets winded, comes in. Shaq scores 20, gets winded, have Kareem come in. I wish he could hit free throws, though. Uh, Number nine, Pau Gasol. Like I said, um, you could put Pau in starting power forward. I wouldn't blame you. But... This is, again, the thing where Kobe needed Powell to win those two championships in 09 and 10. Disagree with me all you want, but Powell was the deciding factor in that tournament. I mean, in those teams, just unbelievable. And um, Powell was incredible in Memphis, and then comes to L.A. to be in a secondary role, and he still crushed it. I don't think a lot of stars can do that. Like Durant, when he came to Golden State, even though him and Curry averaged about the same, he still still was the guy. Um, LeBron in Miami immediately became the guy. But for a guy like Powell, and I get it, he's not one of the best of all time, but when you're the head of a franchise – and you go to a different team, and you usually you have you butt heads with with the star. See who's the alpha dog. Pal let Kobe have the spotlight, and just shined being the secondary guy. Unbelievable. Number ten, shooting guard was another one of those where I was like. I don't, uh, there's not really a lot of uh, names that stick out here. And I was going between, well, you know, Byron Scott was all right for him. Um, 
had a bunch of other guys where it just didn't make sense. And now I was like, duh, Michael Cooper. This team, I mean, it has quite a bit of defense already. I mean, it's got Kobe, AD, Kareem, LeBron. But, I mean, yeah, throw in Michael Cooper. Why not? Just as an overall really good defender and, you know, you put him out there with anyone who can, who's like an adequate passer, he goes up for lobs a lot. Um, Michael Cooper, someone who I have argued before should be more prevalent in what we look at when it comes to a very good role player and a really good defender. I've argued for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Hasn't happened yet, but um, I truly think he should be in the Hall of Fame just because think of all the guys that this guy had to guard. Bird, Jordan, um, Dr. J, some of the like premier scorers that we've ever seen. And the Lakers won five championships in the 80s, like... And you do that by controlling the top guy. Not saying that he held him to three points, something like that, but, I mean, he kept him in check. So, to me, I mean, Michael Cooper, no question to me for the backup shooting guard. Last two spots, I went with Wilt, the Stilt Chamberlain. I know that his Lakers career wasn't really as prevalent. I mean, he won a championship there, but... um. Wilt was just still dominant when he was with the Lakers. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see about what people think of that. You might throw in George Mikan, but I would say Wilt did really good in his Lakers stint. He's also Wilt, so that makes sense. And then uh, James Worthy. You can't not have James Worthy in here, even though you have Elgin Baylor, LeBron James, um, James Worthy was really good at what he did and came in and just fit right in with the Showtime Lakers. I mean, he could run. That's all he needed to do. I mean, he all he had to do was run. And with that, just James coming off the bench, not really getting too many minutes, but at the same time, if you want to run someone out of the gym, just throw in Worthy, 100%. So that's the all-time Lakers. I feel like it's a pretty good lineup. not going to lie. So now here's where we move on to the all-prime Lakers. And the Lakers franchise made me realize that I was doing this thing all wrong. I was including on the previous ones people like Isaiah Thomas into the all-prime one for the Pistons, but throwing in our people. But if you do it with the Lakers, it's just going to be the same lineup. So it was like, all right, these people on All-Prime had to have played for the Lakers, but were way better in a different place. So, like, there's no Magic Johnson on this. He only played for the Lakers. Uh, no James Worthy. Um, Kareem was on the line, but he played a majority of his career with the Lakers. So... Here's a list. Again, not a lot of shooting yards, but I think I came up with a pretty good list here. So we'll just see. So starting point guard, all prime Lakers. 
Got a lot of options here. Steve Nash played for the Lakers for there for a little bit. Remember when we thought that, you know, him, Kobe, and Dwight were just going to take the league by storm and then nothing happened? He's not a starter, though. Gary Payton, he was part of the 04 team that lost to the Pistons. I don't have him starting either. This is going to get me a lot of flack. And I understand it because people have recency bias. Russell Westbrook, to me, is the starting point guard on the all-prime team. Before you kill me here, people wondering why Westbrook doesn't deserve to be on that NBA 75 team, you are just thinking about this season, this season alone. I get it. Russ is not, was not good this year. But when he was in Washington, he was a top scorer in the league. And the reason why he's on the All-Prime is because when he was in Oklahoma City, my God, do you not remember breaking a 50-year record of the Big O, of averaging a triple-double in the season? End of story. That's it. No question. He's an NBA 75 member, I mean, along with other guys. And sure, maybe he was a 76, but oh my, who cares? Honestly. To me, Westbrook, you go and get that MVP season of Russell Westbrook, you pluck him out of there and you put him in a Lakers uniform. Oh my God. Just unbelievable. Then for shooting yard, Lou Hudson was a Laker for a little bit, and he was very good in Atlanta, Hall of Famer, just made sense to me. And he was really one of two notable shooting guards. So I had Lou Hudson in there. Small forward, LeBron. It's this the thing where I was like, you know, Kareem was almost on because, you know, he was good with the Bucks, but most but the majority of his career is with the Lakers. LeBron's with been with the Lakers four years. So and his best stuff was in Cleveland, Miami, and then Cleveland again. That's that was that was his best stuff. So threw him in there, second second best of all time. Had to throw him in there. Carl Malone, a terrible human. I have to say this every time I mention his name, an awful human being. Just do a quick Google search on like Carl Malone. And you will see, um, I hope it's not libel, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. All, all of it's true. And, um, a just, I don't like him as a person, but my God, he was an incredible basketball player. And with a point guard, like Russell Westbrook starting with him, I think he would be really good in that role using a pick and roll with Russell Westbrook, you got to take one of them. Just it's pick your poison. But I had him in power forward center, Wilt Chamberlain. To me, it was really obvious just because Philadelphia and San Francisco, he scored a hundred points in the game. What else do you want me to say? Take that Wilt, put him in there. Uh, bench six man, Gary Payton. Had to. For as much as I love defense, I could have I just could not put Gary Payton in this lineup. And if you take oh, pick a year 
say the year they won defensive player of the year, take that, put them in, good enough. Number seven, Anthony Davis. Unbel- like, do you remember in when he was in New Orleans and there was that stretch where it was the same year as Westbrook was doing the triple doubles, but Anthony Davis was getting a lot of the spotlight because he was scoring 45 and 50 quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I just had to put Anthony Davis in there. Um, a backup shooting guard. Again, there wasn't a lot. I saw Derek Harper, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I know he played point guard quite a bit, but especially in Dallas. But, like, in New York, I mean, he was like a combo. So I threw him in there. And if you don't remember... The rosters for those '80s Mavericks teams—they would blow—they would blow you out of water, and you would like—you would wonder why this team didn't win a championship. Rolando Blackman, Mark Aguirre, Roy Tarpley, um, Bill Wennington was there for a little bit. Derek Harper—I mean, these guys were incredible scorers. But you know, they're in the West in the '80s. Sorry about you—you got to deal with the Rockets, the Lakers. I mean, that's already enough. So I had him in there. Number nine, had to go with a backup center. And I could have gone with Shaq, but it's like I feel like Shaq's best years are in L.A. So I went with Dwight Howard. And again, this is the thing where it's like, ha, ha, yeah, Dwight wasn't good in L.A. But um, him in Orlando was one of the more incredible defensive performers we had seen, especially in that day and age, blocking literally everything. Something you didn't see up until that point a ton. Um, yeah, so I threw Dwight in. Number 10, Adrian Dantley was a Laker for a little bit. I swear, Adrian Dantley has played with almost every franchise. He's like with the Braves. He's with the Pacers for a little bit. And I'm like, why didn't I know this beforehand? Uh, a Laker, apparently. Detroit, Dallas, um, plenty of places. The Jazz, I mean, that's what he's best known for is Jazz years when he's how two-time scoring champ, I think. Throw Adrian Dantley in there. 11 and 12 spots. Again, not getting a lot of play time. These are more just something happens. Here you go. Steve Nash. Now, if you think that Westbrook and Malone pick and roll will be good, just think for a second. Bear with me here about Steve Nash and Carl Malone. That's literally a re- it's it's Stockton reincarnated basically, just a little with a little more flair. And there you go, you got the same thing. And then at number 12, last roster spot. It was tough. Could have picked anyone I really wanted. And this is a personal pick for me. I'm going to be honest, this is personal. Dennis Rodman, and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw this past week where I tweeted um, about Dennis Rodman saying, I pattern my defensive game off of Dennis Rodman. It's weird for me to say because I played guard, but I could have patterned it off of Gary Payton, and I did a little, but Dennis Rodman just outplayed everyone, and his rebounding is impeccable, and he was a Laker there for a little bit. He was even on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a Laker. So put 
Detroit Rodman in a Laker uniform with all these players, I don't think anyone will beats them, honestly. So I had to put Rodman in there. And that's it for all prime. So again, to recap, all-time Lakers, point guard, Magic Johnson, shooting guard, Kobe, small forward, Elgin Baylor, power forward, Anthony Davis. Got to put Kareem at center, in my opinion. Then coming off the bench, LeBron, Jerry West, Shaq, Pau Gasol, Michael Cooper, Wilt Chamberlain, and James Worthy. Now for the all-prime team. Russell Westbrook, Lou Hudson, LeBron, Carl Malone, Wilt Chamberlain, Gary Payton, Anthony Davis, Derek Harper, Dwight, excuse me, Dwight Howard, Adrian Dantley, Steve Nash, and Dennis Rodman. There's few franchises that will do better than that. We'll see with the Celtics eventually, but, um, yeah, we'll have to see with that. So with that, that will be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening. We're going to be back to a regular schedule. Again, just keep going every Friday. Those, these will be uploaded. So with that, be sure to follow me on Twitter at DEverhard00. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.